Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Bully Ray and I talk about Keith Lee. Not quite the way we thought we'd be talking about Keith Lee come the end of 2020. Also, we talk about the future of Big E especially coming off the comments on Talking Smack from Paul Heyman this past weekend. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Obviously, uh, Vince McMahon not happy with the work rate of certain big men on the main roster, Bully. Okay. And as the owner of the company and as the boss, if he's not happy with somebody's performance... He's well within his right to try to get them some help and get them up to w- working specs. Keith Lee is the, is the one that everybody's been talking about. Keith Lee is the one that has everybody scratching their head as to why. <clears throat> I guess there was no specifics given as to why he wanted him uh, to get some extra help, some extra work, some extra polish. And I thought about this. I'm trying to make a a fair comparison to things that have happened in the past. Remember when Drew McIntyre wasn't getting the job done in Vince's eyes? Mm-hmm. What did Vince do with Drew McIntyre? He let him go. And said, come back when you get more polish and you're, you think you're ready. And that's exactly what Drew did. Vince if Vince is not enamored with Keith Lee, his work, his promo, whatever, his gear, his music, you name it, Vince has every option contractually or right contractually to sit Keith Lee and not do anything with Keith Lee. You know what Vince did? He's investing in his investment. He's going to try to help his investment. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think the reason why Vince wants Keith Lee to be at the PC is so he can work more towards his big man stature. Work more like a WWE main event big man would. Where did Keith Lee come from? Keith Lee came from NXT. He did work with another big man there, right? Yes, he did. Dominic, Dominic Dijakovic. Dijakovic. And Keith Lee and Dijakovic had fantastic matches, didn't they? They did, yes. Were they big man style main roster WrestleMania main events type matches? matches? No, they weren't. They were different. They were unique. More of a Ring of Honor NXT style match that was unique to two big men doing it, right? Yes. 
Nobody is going to be working with Keith Lee doing that style. Roman's not going to be doing it. Randy's not going to be doing it. Drew's not going to be doing it. So I bet you Vince wants him to become more proficient at the style of the main event guys in WWE. Thus, it's a great idea. Let's get Keith some extra reps. Let's get Keith. We, we have this amazing talent. Let's just try to help to reprogram a little bit. So, Dave, if... If you have a, you know, you're going to know football better than I do. And this is a great more question too. But if you have a really good position player who's been playing a certain way on a team for a certain amount of time, and then they get traded to a new team and they have to learn a new system, despite the fact that that person might be a veteran in the NFL, they might have to spend some extra time watching tape or some extra time going over new plays and stuff like that. Yes? Yes. You got to learn the new system. You got to learn how to work within the offense or the defense of this team. Just because you're a veteran coming over, you're going to have a basic grasp, but that doesn't mean you have the new team's style or can adjust to the way they run their offense or defense. Thus, you're going to have to spend some more time with your head in the playbook or your eyes on the screen. Well, I mean, this is an interesting uh, analogy because you're absolutely right. You know, every every offense is different. There's some similarities, but every team does does something different. That's why, like, you see, like, a, a quarterback get drafted by a bad team and he never gets off the ground. You, you wonder about what if he got drafted by a good team, had a good offensive line, a different system. He could have been a superstar. If, if Joe Montana isn't drafted by the 49ers, he's drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we're probably not talking about Joe Montana the way that we talk about Joe Montana now. But I'll take this into a different avenue, and that is something that involves, like you just mentioned, the position of quarterback, let's just say. Now, for years... Old school offensive coordinators would take a mobile quarterback from college because if you look at college football, and this is the perfect analogy with NXT, if you look at a lot of college football, even going back to back in the day, you know, running the wishbone, where you needed like a mobile quarterback to run your system. Well, what they would do once they got drafted to the NFL, like, hey, kid, you know, you got all the tools, you got all the skills, but that offense you ran at Oklahoma. That isn't going to fly with our team. You have to learn to be a pocket quarterback. You're going to have to learn to be in the pocket, how to find your receiver, and not leave the pocket. And they would literally teach them to stay in the pocket. Well, now the NFL is like, well, man, we have all these skilled quarterbacks that can do things outside the pocket. Why are we, why are we you know, giving them restraints? Let them go. So, yeah, they could throw the football, but, hell, if, if that quarterback could run for a first down, let him run for the first down. So now you've seen the NFL completely change. That's why the offenses are, you know, and a lot of the rule changes have, have helped this too. But now I, this is why you're seeing quarterbacks throw for so many yards and yet run for so many yards because they're letting this mobile quarterback be mobile and do what they can do, play to their strengths. So when I look at a Keith Lee, I go back to that documentary bully that's on the WWE Network when he was talking about Killer Tim Brooks as his trainer. Keith Lee, when he was at different indie organizations, they would say, hey, different schools that he went to, hey, slow it down. You're a big man. 
Why are you flipping? Why are you jumping? You're a big guy. You sell and do offense like a big guy does. And Killer Tim Brooks was like, hell, man, make yourself unique. Stand out. So I'm wondering, Bully, if you have somebody like Keith Lee with the skill set that he has, maybe somebody with that type of skill set, you throw those big man rules out the window and you let this guy fly. And who's he going to work with? Hell, somebody we just talked about that's on the main roster, too, Dominic Dijakovic. Great. He's not a main eventer. But you can build him as a main eventer. Vince wants, I, I'm, listen, I don't know anything for sure. I don't talk to backstage stooges. Mm-hmm. I don't get my, my information the way these dirt sheet guys do, okay? I watch, I listen. I analyze, and I try to give you information based on what my experience has told me. Vince wants Keith Lee to work like his big men work now, and he wants Keith Lee to be able to work with those guys. If Vince, to your point, Keith has that unique style. If Vince is going to let Keith Lee work that unique style, he has to find the guys on the main roster that can work that unique style, which may take Keith Lee out of the main event picture. Keith Lee can't work that style with Roman right now, can't work it with Drew right now, can't work it with Randy right now. That's not the main WrestleMania main event style. Can Keith Lee work with AJ Styles and do that style? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Vince wants Keith Lee to get better psychology-wise, registering, selling, and to work to his size. I've been telling you, there's two things that I've talked about on this show with you. My problem with Keith Lee in NXT was what? Do you remember, Dave? He did. He, he worked down to his opponent instead of his opponent working up to him. And I bet you that's one of the number one reasons Keith Lee is getting extra help. So he doesn't work down to an opponent. Make that opponent work up to your size. When Keith Lee was in there with the smaller guys like the Chompas and the Gardanos, yes, he was having fantastic matches, but he's working down to the smaller man's size as opposed to making the smaller man earn everything he were to get with Keith Lee. Work up. Never work down. Never work small. Working small doesn't draw money. It never has. It never will. What else have I said about Keith Lee? I said after that first match with Randy Orton, I said there's something wrong. And now that I'm he- we're hearing that Keith's been sent to the PC for some extra help, it'll it, the it, everything is kind of coming in, you know, uh, making a little bit more sense because I bet you this is what happened. That first or second match happened and then people started to get in his ear. And I bet you Keith Lee has had entirely too many people in his ear right now where he doesn't even know what to do in the ring. And you can see in his movement in the ring, his actions in the ring, that we weren't dealing with the same Keith Lee that we got in NXT. There was something up. There was something wrong. Now he's going to be sent... Uh, to the PC for some extra help. 
which is a great thing because it has helped so many other guys. So many other talents in history that went on to become big name or Hall of Famers were sent to another another territory or uh, uh, to, to get work with a particular veteran to help them get better. Our very own Mark Henry was sent, I believe, to OVW. Big Show. There are other, there. Those are just the two names that everybody talks about. There are other talents out there that get sent someplace, whether it's for a day, a weekend, a month, for some extra training. Now, the other guys that got lumped in with Keith Lee, they all need the extra help. Whether that's Otis, I think Otis blows up a little bit getting deep into the match. So I think maybe they're going to help him work on his conditioning and some of his psychology in that ring. Obviously, the Dabakato kid is going to need help. He's green as grass. AJ Styles, uh, big man, he's going to need help. He's green as grass. Who else was sent down there? Um, I think that if, if I'm not mistaken, I think that might have been it. You know, th- they're going to need some help. So I look at the Keith Lee thing as, listen. The boss thinks highly enough of me to get some extra, oh, get, get me some extra rent. I'm sorry. Dio of Madden. course the he's going to need help. Yeah. Yeah. They're all going to, they're all going to need help because Vince probably wants those guys with size to work like men of size and stature. Look at how great of a job Drew is doing. And this is a guy that was let go by the WWE. True. Vince pranced that kid out there when he was like 19 years old. Said, this is going to be the next. This is the kid. This is my hand chosen pick. This guy's going to be it. And then he wound up being an absolute nothing. So Vince said, you got to go. Yeah. I mean, go. Also, he put him in three man band that didn't do him any favors either. But, you know, my point is it could have been a, a lot worse. Now, the reason why the perception of this whole thing is bad is because it runs rampant on social media. Uh, 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 I guess it was Melter who report, uh, re, yes. uh, said it? First reported okay. it, yeah. So Melter gets information that uh, talents were sent to the PC for uh, extra help, right? Mm-hmm. Why even print it? Oh, because you hear key if if it was if if it was anyone but Keith Lee, if it was those other names, it wouldn't be. It would be like, all right, they're sharpening their schools a little, uh, their tools a little bit. But like Keith printing Lee, printing stuff, printing stuff like that doesn't help anybody. Oh, I, a stooge in the back told me this, so now I'm going to report it. Not thinking like. Oh, I got to lump Keith Lee's name into this, and then, you know, you're going to... There's no investigative journalism there. You got you have a stooge. The, the worst of the worst in the wrestling business. Stooges. So, I mean, I, I feel bad for Keith that his name has to get lumped into this in a negative way. I think it's going to be a positive for him. I hope it's a positive for him. I hope that Vince hasn't sent him down there because he thinks he's the shits because we know he's not. We know he's extremely talented. And it's going to have it it, it was Vince McMahon's final call to have Keith Lee go over on Randy Orton. So you made the decision for him to beat Randy. So when Randy let's, was let's hot, make, when Randy was in that story with the, you know, Edge McIntyre story. So he couldn't, it was maybe the hottest that he's been almost in his whole career is when he decided to have Keith Lee 
beat Randy Orton. Significant, significant victory for Keith Lee. And we always talk about reps, Dave. How many reps is Keith Lee or, or, or just about anybody else getting these days? Limited amount. So if you're told, hey, go down to the PC, uh, get some extra reps in, work on some psychology, you know, bu- you know book, some, book some matches. Uh, here's how I would help a guy like Keith Lee. Um, I would have Keith Lee put together matches, and they would only be his psychology. Like, Pete, uh, uh, Keith, take somebody uh, that you want to work with, go eight to ten minutes. It's only your psychology. Uh, The person that you're working with has absolutely no input in the match. So now you can analyze Keith's psychology on the offensive, on the defensive for his own, plus his offense and his defense for his opponent. What is he calling for himself and the other guy? You get you get A to Z of how he thinks and his psychology. How does he work for himself? How does he work for the other person? And is he keeping his size in mind while working? You, you, you get a raw snapshot of what a wrestler is thinking and, and, and the, the picture that they would paint, and then you go from there. First thing you do, you extract the positives. This is what was good. This is what was good. This is what was good. And then we really sit down and we focus on the negative. Keith Lee, if somebody gives Keith, uh, uh, if I'm working with Keith Lee, Okay, I'm 6'3", 325, but if I want to make Keith Lee, I'm going to tell him, stand tall on that first clothesline, register it, don't sell it, and definitely don't bump for it. And he's going to look at me and say, oh no, Bubba, I want to bump for it. No, don't you dare bump for it. Just register it. On the second one, I'll hit the ropes. Now when I hit you, now you bump for me. Yes, Keith, we might be the same size, but I want to make you bigger than me. I want to make it, I want to present you like, despite the fact that I have the same body weight and height and width and girth and all this as you, it's going to take more for me to knock you on your ass. Work to your size. Make them earn it. Don't give it up. This is where the word selfish comes into play. And Vince has said in the past, if you ever want to get to the top in the WWE, you have to be a bit selfish. The Keith Lee thing, Keith Lee going to the PC thing, I think is going to work for Keith Lee. I I hope you're right. There's a couple of things too, Bully, and I want to get your take. First of all, you know, I, I think Keith Lee is a special type of talent where maybe you change the rules a little bit. I mean... Right now, the WWE, as we said, are hurting for stars. They're hurting for stars. So maybe this is the type of special kind of talent and unique skill set as a big man that you put in there to do something unique like Killer Tim Brooks saw in Keith Lee. And you and you go for it and see where it goes because maybe you can build a superstar on a roster that lack that, that definitely lacks superstar main event talent. The other thing is, is NXT because... NXT is supposed to be your developmental show. That's supposed to be your developmental organization for when you go to the main roster. Well, clearly there's a disconnect here because Keith Lee was your champion. He was your top star on NXT. Then he goes to the main roster and Vince McMahon wants to change him. So obviously if NXT is supposed to be developmental, then maybe there is some kind of 
memo that needs to go down to NXT on what Vince McMahon is looking for when he finally bring, and eventually when they become big enough they're going to go to the main roster then maybe there needs to be some kind of protocol because obviously that's not happening right now the flip side to this entire situation is the brutal honesty and truth which you know die hard wrestling fans won't want to hear there's a chance that Vince just doesn't like Keith's Keith Lee's in-ring wrestling ability. There's a good thing that on the surface is everything that you need to know. Vince got pissed, doesn't like Keith Lee's skills, sent them to the PC. End of story. I don't like his skills. I don't like his ability. Send him back. Wow. Remember what I told you about that set of eyes that you're playing to? We could sit back and, and listen, f- f- from the first day that Keith Lee showed up until right now in this discussion, we have been we have not been singing his praises. We have been saying that this is not the same Keith Lee in the ring. Well, you've said since almost the day one, there's somebody in Keith Lee, like you said it, like there's somebody telling Keith Lee, there's somebody in his here, because this is not the same guy that we saw on NXT. I am not seeing the same quality of matches in that ring. Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to say the same quality of matches, the same style, the same intensity, aggressiveness. It is not the same person. We can agree on that, yes or no? 100%. And maybe Vince didn't like that person who came up from NXT. Maybe Vince doesn't like his, his, maybe Vince doesn't like anything about him. I mean, judging from that documentary that they put on the network, the only thing that I wouldn't even call it a criticism. He said he loved his presence. He loved his athletic ability. The only thing he said, his promo was good. Hey, I want make me believe. So it seemed like what he was doing in the ring, the ring Vince McMahon liked. It seemed. I'm sure Vince knows there's a camera on him. Listen, I've given you both sides, which is what I wanted to do this morning. I wanted to give you the positive of why Keith Lee has been sent down to the PC, and I wanted to give you the brutal reality of the negative of why he's been sent there. The positive is Vince sees something in this guy and wants him to get better and work more to his size so he can work more to main event level. That's the positive. Here's the negative. Vince doesn't like him, period, and wants him to get better because he thinks he's the shits. Or it could be what you said earlier where right now there's no live events, there's no house shows, you're not getting a lot of reps. He wasn't on, you know, he wasn't in the ring on TV last week. Hey, you know what? Go to the PC. I, you know, we're getting ready to to give you a... We're getting close to WrestleMania season. We're getting you ready. Is that Yeah, but he's never done that with anybody before, so that that really wouldn't hold water. Okay. I, I, I tried to give you the Drew comparison because when Vince hasn't necessarily been happy with people in the past, he's let them go and said, listen, if you can go, go out there, get better, make a little bit of a name for yourself. So I'm trying to show you the positive of the Keith Lee thing. Nobody's really going to know unless you're a stooge and you talk to Vince again, nobody's going to know for absolute sure. So I'm trying to give you from A to Z what could be going wrong, hoping it's the positive stuff. Yep. Hoping it's the positive stuff. 
if it's the negative stuff and Vince just doesn't like him in the ring, take care, brush your hair. Hey everyone, this is Lisa Ann and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. I mean, time will tell, Bully, you know, if this is just a, a tune-up, if this is a change in philosophy, or if Vince McMahon truly soured on Keith Lee based on what he was able to do the last four months on the main roster. Remember, every time I try to give you an opinion on something, I try to bring in the past and use it to support my opinion and and even, you know, call it a fact. In the past, how many times have we heard about Vince McMahon deliberately sending somebody down to the PC for help? No, not much. If and, and now with Keith Lee, the people that he's been lumped in with, are they on the same level as a Keith Lee? Uh, you would think no. No, they're not. They're not. Okay. So... I've told you stuff that happened 20 years ago, like the Mark Henrys and the and the big shows, you know, being sent to OVW for extra help. But we have not heard since the PC has been around that Vince singled people out and said, I want them down there for extra help to get polished, to get better. And now Keith Lee, the guy that just beat Randy Orton a couple of weeks ago, gets lumped in with some very green talent. Well, I mean, you just said it four months ago. My, in my point is, my point is, it doesn't bode well for the positive spin I tried to put on this story. Understandable, because like I said, four months ago, he's he's up, and in his second ever match on the main roster, he's beating Randy Orton on a pay per view. We have a pay per view coming up this weekend. He's not on it. Now, I mean, you know, he wasn't on TV last week. You know. Uh, so here's a guy beats Randy Orton. So you would think, Bully, if he's beating Randy Orton, that means he's getting a big push and they look at him as a main eventer and sky's the limit. Well, it hasn't exactly been that for Keith Lee over the last three months. There's a very good chance that Vince might have not known as much about Keith Lee as people would think they have. So he comes out on that first night and like, all right, well, how do we get this guy over? Well, let's put him over on Randy. Let's put him over on Randy. Let's put him over on Randy. Vince might not have known of Keith, Lee's, Keith Lee's in-ring work or time, may not have seen any of his extended matches, okay? Vince, Vince McMahon doesn't sit in front of a TV and watch NXT. Okay, so he's going to take the word of everybody else involved. And there's a lot of people that might have been singing Keith Lee's praises. So Vince goes, okay, fine. Let's let's strap a rocket to his back night one. Him versus Randy. Then he sees him in the ring with Randy and he's like, nope, he didn't do it for me. And then they give him another chance. Nope, didn't do it for me. This is the audience of one. And if you're going to be a big man in the WWE with the big men that they have there right now doing the great job that they're doing, who are the big men there there now, Dave? I'm, I mean, you're, you're Roman. Let's just call it Roman, Drew, Drew, Drew. And, and Randy. Sure. Randy's pretty big. Okay? Those guys all get it done 
in the style and the manner that Vince wants his main eventers to get it done. Yes, Braun also, Ed, Ed chimed in. Yeah, but Braun Strowman is another one that they've been wishy-washy with when it comes to Braun Strowman. But, yeah, I mean, but they we, never would, sent them down to the PC. That's true. That's, I mean, you got, you got that right. Let's go to Miranda in Texas. Miranda, what do you want to say about what's going on with Keith Lee? Hi, Dave. Hi, Bully. I always wanted to talk to you. Um, y'all already said it all that I honestly thought Keith Lee was great. Just like I liked Otis. Otis was entertaining to me. I always loved watching him come out. And the fact that all of a sudden you hear that you're not going to see him for a minute because they're getting extra help or whatever, it it kind of sucks. I mean, that's why we got rid of our WWE network because we just got tired of the product that they've been producing. And it just it sucked, in all honesty. I well, wish we didn't do it, but we did. Well, this is a, this is you know what, and and Miranda, I would never tell anyone to to not subscribe to the WWE Network. But on the other yeah. side, bully, if you want things to change, there's only one only ways that you can change something. That's by not watching the product and not subscribing. I'm not telling anyone that they should do that, but I remember back in the day, my dad, diehard Giants fan. The Giants were fine with being mediocre because they would have a sold-out Giants stadium. When did things start to change? When people stopped watching the games and people stopped buying tickets to go to the games. Then all of a sudden, their philosophy changed. So, Miranda, if you're unhappy, you know, sometimes that's that's how you advocate change. Bully by saying, you know what? I'm not going to watch it anymore. I'm not telling anybody they should do that. But there are other options out there. You could be a pro wrestling fan and not watch Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. I'm just saying. We, we've been talking about this for years. If you don't like something, don't listen. I'm a huge rock and roll and heavy metal fan. I don't like docking. I don't like Queen. I don't like Queen Drake. People bash me. I was getting bashed left and right for saying I don't like Queen Drake last week. Sorry, just my not my cup of tea. Have you ever heard me talk shit about Dokken or Queen Drake other than me goofing around with you saying, oh, I don't like them or whatever? I just don't listen. You don't like something? Don't watch. What else you want us to tell you? I, but if I, you want to watch it, you want to continue being a miserable prick and continue <laughs> to be unhappy about wrestling, go ahead, keep watching. No, because, and, and here's the thing, like, and, and Miranda, listen, Miranda's entitled to her opinion. Hey, you know what? Absolutely. You, you don't like it. Here's the thing. Since since Keith Lee has beaten Randy Orton in singles, I'm, I'm just looking at single matches right now, Bully. For people that think, well, come on, maybe we're looking a little too much into this. So Keith Lee, at a pay-per-view, second match in, okay, second match in, Keith Lee beats Randy Orton at payback in August. And then he beats Dolph Ziggler. Then he loses to Randy Orton. He loses to Randy Orton again. Has a has a no contest with Drew McIntyre. Loses to Drew McIntyre. He beats Andrade. Has a no contest with Braun Strowman. Loses to Braun Strowman. I mean, that you know, that's not exactly strapping the rocket to somebody's back, bully. Was it last week or is it this coming week was it taped that Keith Lee was on main event. Keith Lee was a, it was I don't know if it's aired yet, but it was definitely taped. Keith Lee was on main event against Angel Garza. Yep. 
I'm just going to leave that right there. That's all you need to do. Hey, everyone. This is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Are you ready to let's All take right, some calls? Dave. See All if right. this how this works. See yeah, let's take a call. That's, a, great, that's a phenomenal out. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. Let's go to Frank and Lafayette. What's going on, Frank? Hey Dave. Up, hey, Frank how Rizzo. How you doing? All right, ZZO. Hey, you hear me? What the yes, hell? Hey Frank, you. take down take Frank, take down this phone number real quick, just in case we get disconnected. You ready? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm ready, bully. Three four two nine seven three. Three four two nine seven three. I got you, Bobby. Yeah. Yep. Call me back on that number. Go ahead, Frank. Go, okay, go ahead, uh, Frank. We're not going to let you go. Okay, guys. Yeah. So this is my thing with y'all. Like, I love. Like, uh, this is my problem. And I think this is. I'm feeling sound like an old man here. I'm only thirty three, but like, I think this is a societal issue. Like. You you go to the football conversation. Do you guys know a guy named uh, Drew Brees, um, Terry Bradshaw? What happened to allowing talent to grow into what they need to become? I don't know where in the world it became a curse word to go and improve yourself. So it's an, it's it's, an, it's a problem that they want Keith Lee to work to a rate that they want him to work to. I love all the flipping stuff. I love the way he works in the ring, but. I, and, and once again, you need to listen to your to Ryan McKinnell and, and um, Tommy on Saturday. They had, Tommy made a great point. He said that that um, Keith Lee was basically in his sophomore year. If you want to call that the development the developmental system, he was in his sophomore year, and they yanked him out. And then so you take him and you take him. He said he even saw holes in, in Keith Lee's game, so he understands it as well as the whole rep thing. So. My thing is like, man, I understand, yeah, we, but no one is, is above improving. No one. I don't care who you are. How good you are. Dad, you've been at your job, at your craft for many years, for, for a long time. And, bro, I understand that if, if you have the chance to, to update some skills, you would do that. And I don't understand what the problem is that as fans, as people, we complain too much. And then to get off of that subject, I also wanted to say um, you, talk, you talk about building new stars and, and the real few. I think we can talk about what's probably going to be the real few. And that's Big E versus um, Roman. Because if you guys saw Talking Smack, I don't know if Ed got the clip or whatever, if y'all heard it. But what Paul Heyman did for Big E, I want to see that. All right. Now, I want to I want to come back on something that you said about developmental really quick. Yeah. And, Frank, thanks for the phone call. Um, I understand that. But this isn't this isn't a professional sport. I mean, and even that's changed, Bully. Listen, Danny White sat the bench for years before Roger Staubach finally retired and he became the starting quarterback. That's not the way it is in the NFL anymore. You know, Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre for years before he got the opportunity to start. That's not the way it is. They want you to perform. They want you to perform year one. I mean, you look at the NFL right now. 
Like, you're drafted. They want you behind the center. They want you to perform your first year up. It's different. And now that you have NXT and the developmental <laughs> bully, that's where you're supposed to, to to hone your skills, I would think. Listen, here's five minutes. Get over or get out. There is no waiting period. There is no, none of this. It's it's now. You never know when you're going to get the call in the WWE. You have to always be prepared and ready to go. And you have to be prepared and ready to go for that audience of one. I've tried to give you both sides here. But historical examples do not lend favor to Keith Lee. The people that he was lumped in with do not lend favor to Keith Lee. Him being on main event does not lend favor to Keith Lee. I'm not saying that it's for negative reasons. I'm trying to give you the positive spin, but the examples that I've given you point in the direction of Vince McMahon is not enamored with Keith Lee's in-ring work. Hi, this is Adam Shine. The Adam Shine Podcast is back for another football season. I'll give you my passionate, hard-hitting takes every week, including picks against the spread and fantasy football advice, all while talking to the biggest guests in all the sports, celebrities, media personalities, diehard football fans on a weekly basis. It's the Adam Shine Podcast with new episodes dropping on Tuesdays. You can listen to the podcast anytime with the SiriusXM app, iTunes, Pandora, and with Stitcher. When... Paul Heyman was first talking on Talking Smack about Big E and how, hey, as a singles wrestler, he can make you forget about the New Day and that the New Day could be just a footnote in his career. I'm thinking, this guy's crazy. I mean, the New Day have been one of the greatest tag teams of all time. That's impossible. And I was about to rip him until that last line. Because, Bully, he said, when you're watching Roman Reigns, are you even thinking about the Shield? And if you remember, Bully, there are people that have been on this show numerous times that said the Shield is one of the top five greatest factions of all time. And Paul Heyman is 100% correct. In this story, in this run, we're not talking about the Shield. Did you get the sense from Heyman? It's almost like I got two messages there from Heyman. He's almost telling Big E that you can be bigger than the New Day ever was, or he's telling him you're always going to be part of the New Day, thus you're never going to go on to greatness by yourself. Do you think that Big E has the potential to break away from the New Day the way Roman Reigns broke away from the Shield? Yes. Do you think Big E has the same potential that Roman Reigns has? Yes. Okay, fair enough. And I think Big E has an advantage over Roman Reigns. You know, Roman Reigns, they're pushing for the longest time as a babyface wrestler that the fans could get behind, and the fans rejected it. I don't think that will happen with Big E. I despised watching Big E chase Sami Zayn under a ring. Main eventers don't do that. People who are on their way to the main event don't do that. That's very slapstick. 
I, I saw it and I was like, ugh, this is not the direction I want to see for Biggie. I don't want to see him chasing Sammy, going under a ring, holding on to a leg for dear life, and then Sammy stomps on him and gets back in the ring. It just doesn't sit right with me. So is that Big E's fault or is that creative's fault? It's creative's fault. I don't think Big E suggested that. If I was going to do a DQ, uh, not a DQ, if I was going to do a count-out finish, if it absolutely positively had to be a count-out finish, I would never have done it that way. I don't think, I think Big E looked weak. You could do a count-out finish and make Big E look real strong. Well, that's the thing. Like, and we might get into this before the end of the year because if you look at many of the t- horrible storylines we've seen in the WWE and during the course of 2020, let me bring you back. Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin where, you know, Roman Reigns is dumping dog food on Baron Corbin. Slapstick. A main eventer doesn't do something like that. A main eventer just would beat the shit out of Baron Corbin. Would be dumping dog food on him. So... When it's now, that seems like a lifetime ago with the work that you're seeing from Roman Reigns. So if truly they want to push Big E the way he should be pushed and have you look at him as a main eventer, we'll see what happens over the course of the next few months. Bully, you want to finish with the phone calls? Sure, let's do it. All right, let's go to Michael in New Jersey. Michael, what's on your mind, buddy? Hey, guys. Um, You guys are talking about Goldberg and Roman Reigns, and I think it's a terrible idea. I agree with you guys completely. Um, I don't remember which one of you said, you know, it's, um, you know, they don't know how to build superstars. I think this is a this is a clear example of that. And Bully, I think you said, you know, eventually they're going to run out. Like, Undertaker just retired. They have Goldberg coming back for the third time. And you're right. I think nobody really wants to see it because Goldberg comes back, he squashes whoever, and, you know, he he can't. I don't think that it would be an interesting match between him and Roman Reigns just because of what Goldberg can do at his age. Well, Michael, think of it this way, Michael. Riveting. Michael, think of it this way. Like, Bully just said it, Big E. Like, Big E, you know what? I could see Big E in the ring with Roman Reigns if they present Big E the right way, Bully. It's all about creative. The reason why that you have to bring back a Goldberg because they really haven't done a good enough job of getting the guys that they actually have on the roster over enough to be in a main event at WrestleMania. They're a victim of their own shortcomings, and the shortcomings is not building stars. Big time, I, big time, and I don't know why to build stars, but th- th- that's what they the WWE superstars does. Superstars, we build stars, we make stars. Okay, great. Vince, who do you want uh, uh, for Roman Reigns at uh, WrestleMania? You want one of our stars? No, bring in Goldberg. All right, that's cool. Whatever you say, balls. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 